Hello and welcome. My name is Cozy Clark and welcome to Worth the Wait. And um, this morning as I was, I'm actually on my way to work this morning and I was thinking about something that has happened to me in the past and how we think about ourselves then and how we think about ourselves now. So when I was Mm, I don't know. I probably was like 11, maybe. It was before my mom passed away. We had gone to my cousin's wedding out in Minnesota. They lived in this place called Awatana, I believe is what it was called. It's probably a population now of 20,000. And when I was 11, you got to think about that was like 30 years ago, 31 years ago. So the population may have been more like 15,000, so it's probably grown since then, depending on what their, um, what their industry looks like. So I was probably around 10, 11 years old, and when I was 10 or 11 years old, we went out to my cousin's wedding and uh, just to see her get married. And something that I remember quite well about this experience is that my cousin, who was a, about a year older than me, he was very familiar with the area, and he said, let's go on a bike ride. And I asked my parents, and they were fine with it, so we went on a bike, bike ride. And on the way through the bike ride, my cousin decided that he was going to cross a four-lane highway. At least that's what it seemed like when I was 11. And I just thought that highway, I got really scared. He kept going. I kept screaming for him, saying, wait, wait for me, because I did not feel comfortable crossing this four-lane highway. Like, I felt like I was going to get hit, and there was too many cars, and it was way beyond something that I'd ever come from, because I do come from a small town. And the highest, like our population was 1,200. Um, and if you've ever heard of it, it's Linesville, Pennsylvania, this really small town, um, but very well known for where the ducks walk on the fish because we have a spillway that has like all of these fish in it and ducks actually walk on these fish. Anyways, so I come from this small town where we have a two-lane highway that actually probably sees 10 cars an hour. So the fact that I'm, like, getting ready to cross or thinking, even thinking about crossing this four-lane highway in a population of 15,000 people really seemed out of the realm. And I freaked out. I stopped. I was screaming at him, stop wait he didn't hear me and he just kept going so I'm 11 years old and I am in this city of 15,000 people and I'm by myself and so I wasn't crossing that street because I it felt like that probably would have been even worse if I would have crossed and he still would have kept going I would have he would have I would have never known where I was. But what happened was I walked around trying to find my aunt and uncle's house because that's where we were staying. So I was trying to find my aunt and uncle's house and I kept going up and down streets and up and down streets. And I probably did that for an hour, maybe two. And then I stopped and my aunt worked at the Pillsbury College. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I went there, would they know who she is? And would they be able to help me get in contact with them 
so I could get back to her house and home, or would they at least know where she's lived so I could get back to where I needed to go? Because I knew that she worked there, and I don't know, I come from a small town, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, when you go to Ray's Marketplace, everybody knows everybody, and they would be able to tell me where so-and-so lives, or would be able to get me in contact with them so that they could come and pick me up. So I guess small town mentality, and I'm thinking, well, maybe, just maybe, they can help me. It's a big building. I'm not going to somebody's house. There's lots of people there, and they would be able to help me get back to where I needed to be. So I go to, I walk, and you're like, well, how did you even know where Pillsbury College was? Well, it's the biggest building. Everything else, it's a fairly residential area near where it was at. And I saw this big building, which is similar to maybe a church because it is a, I believe it is like a Bible college or like a college that does, you know, is, is a Christian college. And so I believe actually it's Baptist, to be honest with you. But it is this college that this building stood out for me. Like, oh, like, God was pointing down and said, you should go here and check and see. So I walked to the big building. I think it was actually the library, believe it or not. I walked to the big building. I don't even know how I remember this, but I do. But I walked to the big building and walked in and I said, my aunt, her name is Glenda Mackie. Can you help me find her? I am lost. I got separated from my cousin and I don't know where. I've been looking for hours for her place, and mind you, it's in the middle of summer, and it's 85 degrees, just so you know, it was super hot, and I did not have a clue where I was at, I was lost, so I went to them, I asked them for their help, and they were kind enough, I don't remember if they called, or, and somebody came and picked me up, or if they were like, oh, we know how to get you to where her house is, and they gave me directions, and I was able to finally get home, and then I, I showed up, and nobody even knew that I was gone. I was gone for hours, but they all thought I went for a bike ride with Dawn. Anyway, so I went to home, and I was really dehydrated, by the way. And uh, my cousin took me to go get the rings, and because, you know, I felt like I just wanted to go somewhere, and I was super hot, and I didn't want to be by myself because I'd just been by myself for hours. <laughs> Who knows? But. My point of the story is, is that when we are 9 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, we don't not believe that we can't do anything. We, I mean, I was 11. I had no idea where I was lo I was. I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I actually never saw any police officers. I had no, they didn't have cell phones back then. This was 30 years ago. I had no idea what my aunt's phone number was. I had no way of getting a hold of my parents who were there, by the way. I had no way, even if I would have went to a police station, there would have been no way for me to contact them. Although there was probably a phone book, just so you know. That's back in the day when they actually had those that actually existed with people's phone numbers in them. But my point is, is that I was completely lost and I had no way of getting in contact because things are so much more convenient nowadays than they were back then. But when you're that age, you think that you can do anything and everything. You have no preconceived notions. 
No thoughts of somebody telling you no. No thoughts of you can't do this. No thoughts of, well, you can't be a film director or a movie maker. If you want to be an actress, you can be an actress. Nobody tells you no because, honestly, you're a kid and there is no reality when you're a child. Like, you can be and think and do anything. Your sky is limitless. And so, you create these dreams. Whether or not you decide to make it or not, you just... I just knew that I needed to get to a certain place, and I got to a certain place, and I nobody was going to tell me, no, that that wasn't a good idea. I was just going to roll with a good idea and go with it. And as adults, we don't do that anymore. We don't believe in our dreams because we think that they're unrealistic, or we think that they're not any good, or that we're not worthy enough to get, or do, or believe, or have whatever it is we want. We don't believe that we're allowed to have money. We don't believe that we're allowed to have our dream job. We don't believe any of those things because we're jaded as adults. Simply that. Like, reality has set in and we just don't think it's possible. And you're like, well, how is this even related to weight loss? And I will say... I believe as a doll, like as a child, we just believe that we can do anything. Whereas an adult, we don't believe it's possible that we can lose weight, nor do we think it's possible to meet our dreams, our goals, and become the people that we want to become instead of the people that we currently are and aren't happy with. Because really, your own happiness is set within. And yes, it's not necessarily, this story isn't necessarily about weight loss. It's simply about belief in ourselves. That when, at what point do we stop believing in ourselves? And at what point do we want to believe that it can happen and it is possible? And that our happiness and mindset, it's actually all based on our thoughts, which then create certain feelings. And if those thoughts are negative thoughts, they're going to create feelings of unworthiness and despair and unhappiness. And then we are not going to have the actions that we want that produce the results that you want. But if you change those thoughts of an I can do... I will do, I am able to, I can make this happen, it creates different feelings. Feelings of positivity, feelings of happiness and joy, feelings of motivation, and feelings of hope that you can and will be able to do anything that you can or want to do. And those Feelings create actions that are actually producing the results that you want rather than no results at all. Now, it seems rather simple, right? But how many times do you have these thoughts that are derailing you of getting frustrated when you're losing weight and saying, I can't do this or I can't be this? But it is, you have to, it's something simple but it's lots of practice and transferring those thoughts so that you can create feelings that create re- actions that cre- create the results that you want. It is possible, but you have to put in the work and the time. And it, you know, I guess the question is, is what do you want to believe and what do you want to have?
Do you want to have joy and happiness in your life? Do you want to have weight loss? Then those thoughts and feelings are going to be need to be reflective of the of the results that you actually do want and how to create that. So that's what I do as a coach. My name is Cozy Clark. You can reach, uh, reach me on a couple different avenues. I am available on Facebook, Instagram. Simple, it's Cozy Clark. I have a website and you can join my newsletter at www.cozyclark.com. And I also want to invite you, starting June 20th, I am doing a six-week coaching. It's called Six Weeks to Becoming a Healthier You coaching program where you get to work more one-on-one with me and be able to work on the goals and the results and the thoughts and the feelings that you're wanting to have and create so that you receive and get the results that you want. The, um, it will produce a couple of different things for you. Uh, weight loss, for one. Confidence, which is super important in everyday life. Accountability. And, you know, just honestly, just feeling better about yourself on the inside and outside. Anyways, thank you so much for joining today. Again, my name is Cozy Clark. And thank you for what, listening to Worth the Wait.